Okay, so today's daf is Kufiyot Aleph Pesachim. We are about 21 lines from the top of the, uh, uh, of the Amud, where we, we left off sort of almost halfway down because we're reading through the stories and the, the Agadot about the demons. It says, Tanur Abanan there. Shlosha en mimatzin velo mitmatzin. Okay, we don't have them in between us and we don't walk between them. There are three, there are three things. We don't want to, in other words, if there's two, we don't walk between them, but we don't have one in between us. Don't walk in between two dogs. Don't have a dog in between two people. The, uh, the palm tree is, figures in a lot of these things for some reason. And a woman. Okay? So all of these things would be dangerous. Some say even a pig. Even a, even a snake. And if you do it, so what should you, you know, if you see that you're in a situation where you're, you're, you have uh, two women and you're in between them or where there's a woman between two men, what, what should they do or, or any of these other um, uh, any of these other beings that you're not supposed to have in between you or you're not supposed to walk between, what should you do? He should say a pasuk where it starts with El, Hashem's name, and ends with El. And the pasuk that the Rashbam and the Rashi bring is El Motem Mimitzrayim. From the uh, from the words of Bilam, actually, El Motam Mitzrayim and Kilon Achash Yaakov and Mapa Al El. So it's actually it's not one pasuk necessarily in these cases because some of them are two pasukim. But the point is that you start with uh, uh, that you start with and end with the word El, the word Hashem. Inami Niftach Belov and Niftzag Belov, or you should start with Lo and end Lo. Now in this case, it, it's not exactly stopping with the the word Lo because it's Lo Ish El VeChazev and then Lo Yikimenu. It's two pasukim. That you say from, again from Bilam that ward off whatever the damage is that could happen here. If you have two guys that have an, a, a woman who is a in nida between them, if it's the beginning of her nida, she's going to kill one of them. If it's the end, she's going to cause them to have a fight. So what should they do? Again, say those psukim. And it will ward off the, the harm. There were two women, if there are two women st- sitting at the crossroads and they're facing each other. They're facing on opposite sides. They're facing each other. They're definitely involved in some kind of witchcraft. So what should a person do if they come upon such women? If he has another alternative path that he can take, he doesn't have to walk that way. Right, Bahadei. So then, uh, so I'm sorry. If he has that, if he has that, right? If he has Dirka Achrina, Lizilba, he should go through it. Veileka Dirka Achrina. If there's no other way to go, he has to pass through them. So Ika Inish Achrina Bahadei. If he has nobody, if he has somebody else with him, so Ninketuli Adai Ubahadei Adai. They should put their hands together. Vnechlefu. Now Vnechlefu could either mean they switch around position, or it could mean that they pass through. It's not exactly clear which one it means. But Veileka Inish Achrina. If he's all alone, Neima Achi should say this. Agrat azlat asya bilusya mitkatla bechek kaval. That um, all these different names of demons, this agrat azlat asya bilusya, are killed by uh, are killed by arrows. Okay, in other words, it's a kind of incantation to ward off whatever the damages that's going to come from these witches. Um, if a man runs into a woman who's coming out from Tvilat Mitzvah, she went to the Mikveh, it's not her husband, obviously, but saying a, a man, uh, if she, uh, she runs into a man who is not her husband, as she's coming out of the Tvilat from the, from the Mikveh, if he goes and has relations, meaning obviously with, not with this lady, but it's talking about the, um, 
and that he, he sees this woman coming out from her tevila and he goes and has relations. Some kind of a spirit of immorality is going to possess him. If she goes and has relations, then so then she's going to have some kind of a immoral spirit upon her. So what should he do? He should say this. You pour dishonor on princes and you lead them in a uh, in an abandoned place that has no way. In other words, you you lead them through a uh, through a desolate place. So the, you read that that pasuk, and it will ward off the damage that you uh, encountered a uh, a woman coming up from the mikveh. I think that's why they usually have like uh, I think based on this, that's why the the mikveh lady is always supposed to go and uh, help the lady out of the water. So the first person that she sees is always the mikveh lady, and not another not a guy. No, Johan said outside, but I, I guess, yeah, he was outside. So yeah, I'm, I, I guess he sees her right away because you know they, it's not like they had these beautiful mikveh the building that you go in, you walk downstairs, you have showers. I mean, it was just like a place probably outside that you, you know, maybe, I'm sure there were walls around it, but it was, you know, you walked out of it and you were outside. I don't think that they had like, uh, like we have anything like that. So um, anyway, it's another matter of segulot. I'm Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak said, my dichti, that it says, when I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death, okay, lo, you are I will not be afraid. So, because you're with me. So what is the shadow of death here? It's if you sleep in the shadow of a single palm tree, because that's where the demons hang out, and you're going you're gonna to be sleeping on their spot, and they're not going to be too happy. Or if you're sleeping in the shadow cast by the moon, when the moon is shining. And that's only true, that you can't sleep under the shade of a single palm tree if there's not another palm tree there that casts shade on, on it as well. In other words, if there's not another one close by. But if the uh, another palm tree casts shade upon that palm tree, so it's no problem, because the when the demon sees that you are occupying it's basically will just go shift over to the other part of the shade and he'll be okay. But what about the following? It says that if you sleep in the shadow of a single palm tree in a courtyard, meaning not outside, and if you sleep in the shadow of the moon, so that mobile will show you, your blood is on your head, meaning to say you're responsible for the danger that comes to you. What's it talking about? If there's no other palm tree there that's casting shade as well, so then even in a, in, a, in a field it should be that you can't sleep under the shade of a palm tree. So why does it mention in a chatzer? Why does it mention in a courtyard? Obviously because there's other trees there too where the shadeim could hide. Right? So therefore what do you see? So you see that that's not true that the fact that there's other palm trees there makes it any better. Even if there's other palm trees there you shouldn't sleep under the shadow of a single palm tree because you might be encroaching on the territory of one of the shadeim that will be very upset with you. And regarding the shadow of the moon, so we are only talking about that's only the western shadow. In other words, at the end of the month, the moon appears at the, in the eastern side of the sky and it casts a shadow westward. So you're sleeping in, in that shadow. However, but at the beginning of the month when it's more towards the west of the sky and it casts the shadow towards the uh, towards the east, and you sleep in that shadow. Apparently, that shadow is okay. Hi, man. The Mifne. Accepted uh, yeah. that uh, Shlomo Melech got rid of all the Shadim. We don't have any of those. No. Yeah, well, he, he he dealt with the king of the Shadim. That's the Ashmedai story. But no, they always no, have they the say they're not found in the city area. They're outside. They're usually out in the desolate places. But I mean, in these Gemarot, they say that they're everywhere. Today we believe they're around. Uh, uh, this was a big issue with the Rambam. The Rambam, Rambam said that all of it's not true, it and the Meiri says it's not true too. What is it with all this morale? He says that either these are just uh, <coughs> he has two. He has a couple of explanations. One, expo- first of all, Shedim can be referring to this just things that happened that they didn't have a cause to explain it. For example, 
uh, mold will grow on something. Oh, it's the shedim. You know, now we know that microscopically we could see. We know that it just meant things that they noticed that harm would come. They called it shedim. The they didn't have fungus, just like virus, fungus, uh, virus, bacteria. <laughs> they, they, you know, they called it a shade. They, they say, oh, why did the clothing wear out of the chachamim that are sitting? Oh, the shedim are going on. It's you know, they're just saying that there are certain causes of things that are not explained. You know, that we uh, that we could see with the naked eyes. So we called the shedim. And the Rambam also says that shedim sometimes refers to people who are low grade people, like people who are uh, uh, rekim, you know, anashim rekim, they call them, yeah, like low-life people. So that's why yesterday, was, they sometimes talk with the rabbis, like Yosef Sheda is a guy that, uh, why would the Shed have the name Yosef? You know, it just means that they had, uh, you know, there was a guy who was of lower quality, it's called Shedim, so that's why the Rambam says, for example, it says that Adam, you know, that there were many Shedim that came from Adam before he had shit. Meaning that until he had a real quality person that came from Adam, it was he had a lot of other kids that just they, they didn't count. They were not the olim lecheshbon. They didn't count towards the towards the number because they uh, because they were not good. And so yeah, that's another inter- possible interpretation. That, and the Meiri gives other ones too that are even a little bit more of a stretch. Like oh, shedim could mean bad midot. It could mean bad deot. He has other things, but he agrees with the Rambam that the, that we don't have shedim, and that was just a way that the rabbis used to explain inexplicable things. Like, before germ theory, how did they explain, you know, disease and things? Or, or before we had microscopes, how did we explain uh, fungus and mold and things like that? They didn't know. So they, they said this is something that's called, must be caused by something. They it's, it's shady. So anyway, So a, a person who goes to the bathroom on the stump of a palm tree. Again, they love these palm trees for some reason. Everything has palm trees here. Yeah, they, they had a lot of stuff happening in palm trees here. Yeah, maybe, yeah. They, they, you know, but the, uh, he says, something called will go into him. There's different interpretations of what exactly that means. Some people say it might mean some kind of a paralysis, some kind of a disease. If you put your head and rest it on the palm tree stump, uh, then you're going to get a which I say is like a migraine headache, actually. Um, if you step over the stump, if it was cut down, then you're going to die. And if it, uh, if it is uprooted, then you'll be uprooted if you step over it. But that's only, that's only if you didn't put your foot on it. If you step on it, it's okay. But if you step over it, it's bad. But if you step on, onto it, you're not going to be harmed. There are five types of shade. And that's why it's important. I always call the shadim demons because otherwise shade and shade will be really confusing. Because we call it shady, we call it shade. So the same. Yeah. So, uh, but this is talking about the shade that's cast by, uh, by an object in the light. Right? So it says, There are five kinds of shade. We have the kind of shade that is cast by a single palm tree, which is where the shady like to dwell. That's the shade cast by a kanda tree. That's, the parcha is talking about the caper bush, actually. And tulad is radita, which is a type of a sorb apple bush also. So iga da amrei av tulad da arba. Some also say that the shade that is cast by boats, v'tulad da aravta, and also the shade that is cast by willows, all of these are dangerous because they have shadeim that are congregating under there. Kalad de milta, kalad de nafish anapei, any plant that has a lot of branches, right? So kashay tulay then it's going to have problematic shade. It's going to be the place where the uh, demons like to dwell. And anything that has hard wood, in other words, its stem is hard. Also, it's going to be dangerous to go in that shade because it's going to be a place where the, the uh, de- demons congregate. Except for the kromasha, which is a type of bush that is not dangerous. Yeah. Even though 
it is uh, it has hard wood. It is not uh, it's not a uh, dangerous shade. In other words, it's not a place where the shedim where the where the demons congregate. Because we know that one time a female shed said to her son, "Stay away from that kind of a tree." In other words, they didn't like to go under the shade of that kind of tree because it was too dangerous. So the mother told her son, "Don't play under there." You know, the because actually it ended up killing your father. You don't want to do the same thing that you killed your father. And, and actually it should probably say, like it says in the uh, correction, it will also kill you. But she said, it will also kill him because she didn't want to say to her son, it's going to kill you. Meaning it's dangerous, don't play under that shit. So we know that the Shadim, they don't like to go under there because it's too dangerous. Uh, <coughs> he didn't go in under any kind of shade of any plants because he was worried about that. Okay? Bay Parchei Ruchei. The Bay Zoradta Shedah. These are the names of the different Shedim. So the one that is in the Bay Parchei, the one that's in the, uh, that's in the caper bush is called Ruchei. The one that's in the, the Sorb Apple uh, Shade is called Shedah. The Bay Igrei, the one that's on the rooftops is Rishpei. That's called Rishpei. Okay, so they all have different names. Now, so why do we need to know the names? What is the value of knowing the names of uh, different shedim? What, what, what is that going to? Uh, what is that going to give you? So the answer is If a person's going to write an amulet that's going to ward I off effective shedim, so they have to know what they're talking about, right? The the shed, the the demon that lives. In you know near the caper bush doesn't have any eyes, so the mind of coming out. Why do I need to know that the gazuzelat in order to run away from it because you know that it can't really chase you too well because it doesn't it can't see right. So one time a certain rabbinic student went to use the bathroom uh, near a uh, near one of these caper bushes and shamad and he saw that the demon was coming for him gazela so he ran. as the demon ran it hugged the tree meaning it banged into a. Uh, <clears throat> into a palm tree, Tavach the the palm tree dried up and he and it exploded. So that was the end of that. Uh, so the the point is that you can outrun this demon because uh, it's uh, it's blind. So it gives you the advantage. <clears throat> the word parchai says shouldn't be here because uh, it doesn't um, it doesn't fit. It should just be the bezradta because we said the the, uh, the demon that is a shade uh, is is. Uh, is the um, that's the the one that we saw before that that's the name of the that's the name of the demon that lives by this sorb apple plant and it says ha zradta desmichalemata la pachta mishitin shide if you if you go to one of these bushes that is near the city it doesn't have less than sixty demons in there. Let me enough coming out. Why do you have to know how many demons are in there? Are you going to charge them rent for living in your bush? No. So let me out because you might have to write a, a, an amulet, and if your amulet only is for one, then it's not going to help you. There was one time a, uh, a, a some important guy uh, in the city that uh, and he went by one of these bushes that was uh, near the city and and these sixty shedim. These sixty demons went into him because he uh, he was by he was by this bush. So in other words, they made him they, they put him in danger. He told he went to the rabbi to say you know that these shedim are plaguing me, right? And and that particular student he asked he wanted the discount price. So he went to the Kamea writer who was you know just starting out. He didn't know his stuff so well, so he didn't know. 
shedehid because he didn't realize that it was one of these kinds of bushes that is close to the city and therefore is sixty shedim. So katavla kamel chadashi. They only wrote a he only wrote an amulet for one demon, right? It wasn't enough, right? So what happened? So this guy heard that they were having a party inside there, uh, inside the inside the bush, and they were singing this. This guy has the uh, has the uh, the headgear, like he has the uh, the the uh, clothing on his head, as if he were a rabbi. But but we checked him out. He doesn't even know how to say baruch. I mean, he doesn't know anything. This guy's a, this guy's an amateur. He tried to get. He wrote a kame against one. We're sixty. It's batel b'shish. Literally batel This guy doesn't know. Uh, you know, he doesn't know what uh, what he's doing. So they made fun of him. And therefore, they were protected from that uh, from that uh, attack by the, you know meaning by the, the repelling of their uh, of their invasion of the tree because they were plaguing this guy and they're going to continue to plague him so uh, so because the, because it wasn't done right so that's why you have to know who does not think for long enough <laughs> yes so then another rabbi came along who actually knew his stuff so he knew that it was sixty demons so katavla the shitin Right, so uh, he wrote that he wrote the amulet against sixty, and then So he heard them say, "You know what, guys, we got to pack up and leave because now we're in trouble." You know, they caught it; they're on to us now. Probably right? this, uh, yeah. Is it related to? I'm not sure. I've never seen them say that. Yeah, I've never seen them. Say that. That's supposed to be good. What? Right, it mentions it there, but I thought it wasn't because of. Yeah, I don't remember what, what the connection, but I don't think because they were demons. Oh, shishim Yeah. Because that's Miguel Boris, right? Yeah, to guard him, guard him from it. To guard him from it, yeah. Kedev Mariri is, uh, where are we? Uh, right. So Kedev Mariri, because Kedev Mariri is one of the uh, plagues that it talks about in the, in the, that are going to come upon the uh, Jews in, in bad times. So it says there are two things called Kedev. One is in the morning, one is in the afternoon. The one that's in the morning is called Ketev Meri. It's found inside the jar of that dip, the Kutach dip. It's going around and around in there. Right? So the one in the afternoon, Ketev Yashud Tzawraim Shemot. That's what we read in, uh, your, when we read Yoshev B'Seter Elyon. The Ketev Yashud Tzawraim. Don't be afraid of the Ketev Yashud Tzawraim. What is that? Umechzei Beikonadi. It lives among the horns of goats. V'hadar Beikonafyan. It spins around like a sieve that they used to have that would spin around. Uh, that's what it... Um, that, that, that's what it looks like. But anyway, one time Abaye was walking and Rafafa was to his right. And Rafafa, the son of Rafafa, was to his left. There was a certain demon coming. To and he was, he was coming on the left side. So he said, you know what? I'm going to use you as a human shield. I'm putting Rafafa on the left instead of the right. Why don't you care about me? You put me, on the, you put me in harm's way. You are very, right. You are, uh, 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 are are in good shape. You know. Good you don't worry. Yeah. He says you that the the hour is like is good for you. Or he, the way the Rashi says shata kaimalach. Right. He says wealthy. you're wealthy. You have good mazal. You don't have to worry. I am not doing so well. So mazal I need. Is you know, high. Yeah. There are mazal high. So you you can you can take the hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it says until the, from the first of the of Tammuz until the sixteenth. There's a lot of them around. After that, it's a doubt. It's questionable whether you're going to see them or not. You see them in the shade of the, the grass, that hasn't reached a, a certain type of grass. When it hasn't reached an ama yet, so you can find them in there. And also you can see it in the shade 
of the um, of the uh, uh, of the uh, evening and the morning. Right? It says that it, it, the evening and the morning when it's not a very long shadow. It's a short uh, shadow. Uh, what? Yeah, that little shadow. And the main place that you find it is actually in the shadow of the bathroom wall. There are three things that will make, a, make your sight go. You'll, you'll lose. So this, this is important for you. You have to put this on your uh, office. Right? Three things that are going to make your, your eyesight go dim. Right, man, the sarik reshayavish, a person who combs his hair when it is dry. I have never had that problem. Oman the shatei tiftiv, and somebody who drinks, yeah, and one who drinks uh, out of the dripping barrel. That's not a good idea either. And also, man, the same misanei a person who puts on the shoes while their feet are still wet. It's definitely good advice not to do that if you're putting on... They didn't have socks back then most of the time, so they're putting like their leather shoes on when their feet are still wet. Probably uh, it's bad. Why that makes you blind, I'm not sure, but uh, it's bad. Hanging the bread in the house, hanging it on a hook, that will cause a person to come to poverty. Like people say, it says a person who hangs the flower... His mazon, his like uh, his parnasa is hanging also, right? That's only bread. But if you hang fish or meat on the wall, that's okay. That's a, that's a normal way to hang. People would hang fish and meat all the time. They hang it up, but no, yeah, we shouldn't hang bread, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, having like bran. In the, is, is, in the house is uh, bad for uh, poverty, meaning it leads to poverty. Why exactly? I'm not sure why the brand would do that, except that it's... Because it's a cheaper replacement it's so instead che- of Oh, instead of using good uh, Kema. Oh, he's too cheap. That's why. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Okay. That, that's like the story that I told you about. How does the Persian guy call his child? He says, Come son, come son. Come son. Come son. Come son. Come, son. Yeah, that's a. Anyway, you have to be Persian. You have to be Persian and no Hebrew to. Yeah. Not for the Yeah. Yeah. So he says, yeah, so that's why he says because he's cheap. That's the reason? Okay, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. What? Yeah, now it's considered healthy and all that, but back then that was like the garbage of the, you know, yeah, when they, because now they say whole wheat is so good and and processed, you know, like the white bread is bad for you, but in the, in those days they thought the opposite, that the bread that's coarse with the bran and all that, the stuff that now is really expensive and it's a fancy thing because it has all the whole grain and everything, they thought that was the bad and the good is the, the, the white bread, it's the opposite. You also qualified it somebody who is able to afford more. Right, of course, of course, cheap. right, of Not course, right, of course, of course, right, of course. If he doesn't have, he doesn't have. We're just talking about a person who's who doesn't take stingy. care of. Yeah, stingy. That's interesting. Okay, it didn't say. I was looking for an explanation. I wasn't sure. There are a lot of crumbs around in the house. Also, that's bad for. Uh, uh, for poverty, and that you can kind of understand because it means they're wasting food. Meaning, like they're not they're not using the food, they're not appreciating the food, they end up uh, wasting it. Um, on Friday nights and Tuesday nights, there are certain uh, demons that come that are interested in uh, food and the uh, and your your parnasa. The one who is like the the one who's in charge of the. Uh, uh, of the um, of of 
uh, wealth of, of like Parnassah, his name is Nakid, which Rashi explains, or Rashbam says, Lashon Nekiut, it means cleanliness, right? If he sees that your house is not clean, oh, he's going to give you a hard time, he's going he's gonna to curse you. He's looking for, he's going to clean you out of your money. Yeah, exactly. And Isara, there, that's, the, that's the one that has the Parnassah. And if he sees that you're not clean, forget it. Isara, the Anyuta, the one that's in charge of poverty, Navalshemi, it's like uh, dirty, low right. is his name, right? And therefore, uh, right, and, and, uh, and therefore, Rashbam says, Lashon Lichluch, it's dirty. Right, he comes in when he sees that uh, that the people are not, uh, you know, not taking, not respecting their bread. They're not clean with their food. They're, you know, they're not respecting. So the point is that if people are not um, are, are not tidy with their food, that means they're not eating it. They're not valuing it. They just let it go to waste, or they, the people are walking on it. They drop the crumbs on the floor. They don't, you know, they don't appreciate their food. And, you know, a lot of it goes to the garbage or whatever. So these people are, you can understand this. The idea of the demons here, you can understand definitely as more symbolic. In other words, the idea is that a person who is not, doesn't value their food and what they have, doesn't take care of it, and, you know, is, de- is definitely somebody who uh, is destined to not do very well because they don't appreciate what they have. Now he says, Also, putting a plate on the on top of the uh, on top of the pitcher, that's bad. I, I I would guess that maybe that has also to do with it's going to spill and you're going to waste, but I'm not sure. Right? Mandeshate maya kashe He says that a person who is uh, uh, that drinks water out of a out of a plate. I don't know why somebody would do that, but it's bad for the eyes. Again, that's another thing. If a person eats. Cress, it's like a type of a vegetable, you know, cress, like the green vegetable, right? Uh, and he doesn't wash his hands. I mean, he's going to have to be afraid for, um, uh, for, for 30 days. He's going to have anxiety for 30 days. Rashbam says, He doesn't know why he's feeling that, but it's going to be like, uh, he's going to be plagued with anxiety. Okay, uh, then it says, now what should it say? Demisovar, it says in the side, but okay, Demisovar, it says in ours, but it means a person who goes for bloodletting, from their shoulders, okay? And he doesn't wash his hands after the bloodletting. He has to be, he's going to be scared for seven days. He's going to have, uh, uh, he's going to have anxiety. If he gets a haircut and he doesn't wash his hands, then he's going to be afraid for three days. If he cuts his nails and he doesn't wash his hands, then he's going to be afraid for one day. And all of them, it's saying that, uh, uh, that all of in all of that really goes back phobia. on all of them, right? It's like a phobia. It's like anxiety. He's going to have as a result of that. And actually, Shulchan Aruch mentions this. That person gets a haircut. Person that's a have even a tilat yadaim thing in Benny's, you know? Yeah. If you, no, no, they do. Yeah. yeah, they have like a cup there. These are the yeah. things that they uh, yeah they're makhfi, yeah, 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 yeah they, they, that they wash hands for for cutting your nails for for cutting your hair. Yeah, yeah, like, it's a, okay. I think it, it probably is. Like that's why if you look at what Ovadia says, he says like a lot of the things we wash our hands. Like for example, after the bathroom. It talks about the daim after uh, after uh, haircuts and stuff. He says you don't have to use a cup for that nitiyat because it's for cleanliness. It's a cleanliness nitiyat daim. Yeah, yeah, and, stuff like yeah, and for sure, yeah, it's a cleanliness. Yeah, it makes sense. Anyway, it's also I, with for shaving. It says or only for haircuts. It only says for haircuts, but I would think it would be the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I would think so. I would assume so. But uh, yeah, he says yada osya. If a person puts his hand. And, and, and Rashi says, He puts his, uh, um, he puts his hand, He puts his hand like, uh, like, sort of, yeah, like in the place between your upper lip and your nose. I don't know if that means you're actually picking your nose, but you're putting your hand there. 
It says darga lepachda. That's going to lead to again anxiety of some some sort. Um, and uh, it's, he's going to and, and he says derechu lehavilo pachad He's going to be afraid and anxious about disease. Okay? It sounds like a nose picking, but it doesn't say that. It just says you put your hand to hear a lot. I don't know. And then yada uh, puta. If the person um, puts his uh, uh, hand on, on his uh, on his forehead. forehead, right on his uh, it's a metzach, right? He puts his hand on his forehead. Dargal will help you go to sleep. I didn't know I should try that. But, you know, when I when I uh, have anxiety, I, I mean when I have insomnia, rather, I should put the, I should put my hand on my forehead. I'll go to sleep. Yeah, I try to. Sometimes I need three, but I only have two. Yeah. Um, if you have food and drink under the bed, even if it's covered with iron uh, top. And then it can get the wachra'a, it can get this um, kind of a bad uh, spirit on it that's going to be dangerous and you can't eat it. A person should not drink water. Because yeah, because the wachra'a from sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of death that, uh, yeah. Gives the yeah, it's a, and it could be. And the, um, it says uh, on Tuesday nights and on Friday night, you shouldn't drink any water. Only, only, uh, only wine, I guess that means. So you can. Yeah. And if he drinks it, it's dangerous. Because it's dangerous. Because you're going to get this, uh, this kind of a disease. What if he's really thirsty? So, uh, you know, so if, he, if he's really thirsty, he has to drink something. So we're not going to be, we're not going to allow this, uh, this gula sort of thing, to pre- this fear of this uh, to prevent him from drinking, if he's really thirsty. So Lema, I should say, he should say the, you know, uh, and he can drink it after he says the seven things that David said about water. All of this is we recognize it from Ms. Morley David on Friday night, right? So if a person says that, then they can drink water on Friday night. They don't have to worry uh, about the ruach ra'ah. Now, if he can't do that, meaning he can't remember that, okay? So then he should say this, Lul shafan anigron anir defin ben kochveyativna Ben Bili'i Shemina, I think it said, does it or Shemini? Is that right? Let me see. What is it? Oh, no. Ushemini, it says. Ushemini, it should be actually. Azilna. Okay, so that, what does that mean? So he, he says sort of like an incantation type of a thing, um, which is that uh, the, the, the Lul Shafan Anigron is just nonsense words. It's just like part of the, the uh, Rashbam says. That's just the, uh, it's a lachash. It's just a, he's just saying words, right? And then he says, I sat between the stars. So he says, Lul Shafan Anigor Anir Defin. That's not really, doesn't really mean anything. Then he says, I sat between the stars. Ben Blee Shemine Azilna. I went between, I walked between, what is it? Um, uh, there are and fat and skinny people around me, right? Blee are thin, thin people, I guess, right? Um, yeah, I walked between Kechushim Ushmenim, right? And, and why does he say that? Why does he say that? Because he's saying, Take them instead. There's lots go of... What, right, go take a fatter guy. Don't take me. They taste better. You know? The, the, so, and then once he does that, he can drink. If not, if he has another person with him, he should wake him up. He should say to him, uh, so-and-so, the son of so-and-so, meaning his, his mother's name, actually. Right? And he should say to the guy, is thirsty for water. 
in other words, if he wakes up his friend and tells him that he needs it, that will somehow protect him from demons. Because they only go after a person who is alone. Alone, yeah, yeah. He needs to wake him up. Right, exactly, yeah. Otherwise, he should take the lid and bang it onto on the container of water. I guess that'll make the demons run away. Or he should throw something into the water and then drink it. All of these will get the yeah, oh yeah, will sound like noise. Will scare them. They'll go away. Yeah, a person should not drink from rivers or from pools at night. If he does that, he's responsible for his own danger. There's a certain demon in there. Now, I think that there's also a lot of other stuff that you could potentially. Drink if you're drinking out of a, a a pool like standing water. You're drinking out of a river, but I think that's exactly the point. Like they just knew there was a lot of dangerous stuff from drinking from water that you can't see it, right? But if you are really thirsty, what are you going to do? Right, right, the worms and all these things. Yeah. So if there the per- yeah. river blindness, there are people who used to. There are people who got these. But there was there have been cases of these people who get this brain. Uh, Bacteria attacks their brain from going in certain water, and I guess they get it into their system, and it's, it's very dangerous. It's not so simple. Yeah. So he says, I'm thirsty. If he doesn't have anybody with him, so then he can't just say, So and so wants water. He has to say, He says to himself, Pilanya amrali imi, that so and so, my mother said to me, meaning he's talking about himself, right? Is the hair mishavriri, shavriri, briri, riri, yeri, ri. So he's saying, basically, he's taking the name of the demon and saying, my mother told me, be careful from Shavriri. And then he's making the name smaller. Shavriri, Briri, Riri. He's taking away one letter each time. I'm thirsty for water. In white cups. What does that mean? It's an incantation that they had against the demons. It doesn't have any real meaning. But the point is that somehow it works to repel the force of these demons and then you can drink from it. So that's the... Uh, so Hashem will, on Shabbat will continue. There is more Agadah, but it's not, as, it's not about demons. There's some beautiful Agadot coming up. So hopefully on Shabbat we'll be able to enjoy them.